Aaron Judge, the captain, is back with the New York Yankees, and geez, there's so much more to talk about, so let's talk about it. This is the On the Bump podcast presented by SeatGeek. It's Wednesday, December 7th, and we are all here. I'm Chris, that's Dean and Jason are here as well. Wow, I mean, just wow is really all I can say. We wanted fireworks for the winter meetings, and we got all of that. And the night's not even over. It's nine o'clock and we're still hearing that Xander Bogarts and Carlos Correa could sign by the end of this night. Um, but for about 10 minutes, though, fellas, Aaron Judge was a San Francisco Giant. Now he's a New York Yankee for the next nine years at $360 million. Absolutely ludicrous. The Padres offered the AL home run king 10 years, $400 million. Ultimately, though, Hal Steinbrenner asked Judge if he wanted to be a Yankee and judge made the right decision, legacy and of course money won on this one. Um, so where does Dansby go? The Giants. I mean, Crawford's going to Brandon Crawford's going to be 36 years old. We're about Correa and Xander. You know, Turner kind of set the market for shortstops, basically boning the rest of them <laughs> uh, by taking. I know, I know where Dansby's going to go. I have a feeling he's going to be going to the San Francisco Giants. I think he's going to the Dodgers. If they're That's, not going to go after, if they're not going to go after Correa, they're going to go after Swanson. Right, and I I feel like <laughs> now after hearing what they're talking about out there and uh, with Correa and the Dodgers, <laughs> Dansby seems like I guess a logical choice, and it saves them money there. Um, mm-hmm. What about Radon? I think he's going to be a Yankee, but there's also the San Diego Padres. Um, nobody's going to the Padres. <laughs> it's yeah, I know. It's hilarious. They're offering <laughs> so much money to everyone. And they're all being like, "Nah, we're going to go somewhere else." Yeah. Um, you know, the Padres did just tell the world though that they were willing to pay over four hundred million dollars for Judge. Now they can go and spend that money elsewhere, so they can really try and do whatever they want to approve. Uh, I don't know why teams aren't choosing to go there. I mean, if I'm a, a human being, it would be not a bad thing to go live in San Diego for a while. But um, there must be something that people are saying over there that's just not working. Who knows? But I don't think the Yankees are done. This is the fact that the Padres have never won a single thing ever. That's that that could also be it. Um, who who knows? I'm sure we'll find out someday. I wouldn't want to wear brown either. <laughs> um, yeah, Wilson Contreras, the most obvious of the entire offseason, finally went to the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, the Phillies signed Taewon Walker and left-handed reliever Matt Stram. Um, yeah, we got a lot to talk about. We have a Christmas giveaway we're going to talk about. We have a new sponsor that starts today. That's a big, big one for us. And um, we're going to be talking about that very soon. Um, but, Jay, I'll start with you, man. For about 10 minutes, we had um, Aaron Judge going out west. And then he's not. <laughs> he's, a, he's a New York Yankee. Um, your, your thoughts, Jay, on this just massive, massive uh, Wednesday? Uh, not surprised. We discussed it on on the Sunday episode before all these signings happens. We both we both thought he was going to New York. Um, I believe I don't want to say he. I don't think he was going to sign in in San Fran because I do think at the right price, if the Yankees didn't meet his needs or his wants, he was signing a hundred percent. But I do like at the end of the day, the Yankees needed him. Like Dean had said, like we've all said, there's you can't not signing the Yankees, the legacy that he's going to build there. And I think you mentioned it earlier that he's probably going to get to see now. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's, it's one of those things you, if you come up a Yankee, you don't choose any other team over the Yankees, especially after the season he had. So, and like you said earlier, Hal basically called them. And that was the thing going around. Hal called him and said, we, we want you. What what do you want? What's it going to take? Yeah, yeah, so to me, it's not surprised. I would have been more shocked if he signed in San Fran. I do mm. think he went out there to kind of show the Yankees, hey, I'm not messing around. You will yeah. lose me. So I think it was that was the play. I don't think he was his, – I think he would have signed if they didn't meet his needs, but I don't think the Yankees were ever going to let that happen. There's no way. And, and so it didn't shock me at all. And you know what? I think Judge played this pretty professionally. He he got this these offers for another year more money or essentially the same annual value, but a longer deal. And he went back to the Yankees and said, look, I'm not playing a game. Like this is what's coming to me right now. I'm offered another year, more money. And then, you know, the Yankees said, what will it take? And I think judge said, can you get me to that ninth year? Because the initial offer 
was uh, eight years. And he said, if you can get me that nine years at that 40, this, and then I'm, I'm there. Um, so he it's gets incredible. that record. He gets that record contract, man. Forty million dollars a year as a position player. Um, just some a massive. What's day, crazy man. though, when you look at it too, they had a con- and I know they didn't sign him, but Stanton's contract now with it, they're paying like six hundred plus million dollars yep. to two players. First team in baseball history to have three three hundred million dollar plus. Oh, Gary, I forgot about Cole too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. So. As of today, as of right now at 9.17 p.m., um, with the latest frenzy of spending, Aaron Judge, 360, Masataka Yoshida with the Red Sox, which we'll get into, he signed $105 million. Contreras, $87.5 million. Taewon Walker at 72. Major League Baseball teams have now guaranteed more than $2 billion in future salaries this winter already. And you still have some really good players out there. Three of them. You got three stars out there that are really left mm-hmm. um, with Radone and the two shortstops. Um, so three shortstops. No. Oh, oh uh, did, did, yeah. I'm sorry. Correa, Dansby and Xander. Not yet. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so I have a, for you guys, who do you <laughs> think so far has been the most surprising, whether it's the deal or just where they signed Taywan Walker in terms of deal or just signing with the Phillies deal. Mm. I didn't look. I like the deal. I, I think it's. I mean, Talone got, got slaughter. He does, and you know, Talone got what four years at sixty-eight million. So that's about a four. It's a four million dollar difference between mm-hmm. Walker and I like Walker. I like Walker stuff better. Yeah. Um. So look, there. You know, Walker's thirty. Uh, so he's not old by any stretch of the imagination. We we're seeing that with pitchers now that these dudes can pitch in their late thirties. Mm-hmm. Um. But also, I love the deal because Dombrowski had a need and he filled it. And I like the yeah. fact that he's coming from the Mets. So he's pitched on the East. He's pitched in this division. Um, he's pitched in Citizens Bank Park. So I like it. I thought it was a, a great move. I did not expect the Phillies to go out and get Taiwan Walker. I mean, realistically, of the free agent pitchers that weren't the studs, of the ones that were left, it's Radone, and I would have put Walker right there at number two and Talone at three. So the Phillies probably saved money going after Walker instead of Radone. Um, yeah. What was your your thoughts on that one, Dean? I, I liked it. Uh, you know, and then I immediately went and watched to kind of brush up on him um, just to see what kind of stuff he was, you know, because I obviously don't I'll watch Mets games unless they're playing the Phillies. So. Right. Right. Um, so, and I, I'm pretty happy about it. I think, uh, I think they, it was a good deal. I, uh, I think, um, you know, you know, Radon is um, somebody who's a really good pitcher, but like his career stats aren't phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You know, he's only been good recently. So um, I think it was smart to go for maybe the guy who's just a slightly step down, but probably almost as good, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty happy about it. Yeah. And he, um, and like I tweeted or texted you guys this, uh, he had 29 starts last season, and uh, more than half of them, I think it was 15 of them, he went six-plus innings. Uh, that's so that's something, as you're three or four, you really need that because um, you have two guys at the top that can go seven if they're on. I mean, Wheeler can definitely do it. Nola has shown that he can do it. Uh, it's a consistency issue with Nola. But nonetheless, he can still do it. He's not the kind of guy that's going to be able to look, I can only go five or six today. If he has the stuff, he can go eight, nine. Um, So to have your three or four going usually six or six plus, that's really going to save your bullpen. It really is. And this is a team that needs to continue to upgrade. Um, They got Matt Stram at two years and $15 million. He's a lefty. He's going to be in that Alvarado spot probably. And I'm sure Jason loves that take innings away from Alvarado. But uh, Jay, what was your thoughts on those two signings? I liked them because the Phillies definitely need a, they showed in the, in, especially in the world series um, where they didn't have a really, you have a third starter, but they did too many bullpen games, mm-hmm. um, especially for a team that's in the world series. You don't want to see that much. Um, I think to when I look at, look at it, I was more, and I think we discussed this on the other show. I was really shocked at the years that Turner got, but it's definitely worth it. Um, but Philly's, yeah, Philly's I added, expected him to have a little bit less years. Like, I was, like I was thinking seven, like Chris said, eight. I was 
think it's seven at 11 at, at age 30 is tough, especially, especially for the type of player he is. Cause if once that speed goes, he'll have, but that's the speed is a big part of his game. Yeah. Um, I think you have the, five prime years of Turner left. Yeah. And it's I say this solid. before and I, and I'm, and I get really angry and people say, talk about this stuff and I'm, I'm going to, you know, blast the Philly clowns out there. Now the Philly like fans that, Lily were tweeting today. There was a, a quite a few of them that were saying, "Oh, it's going to be great when Bryce and uh, Turner are 38 years old, and the Phillies are paying over 50 million dollars to both players." Why are you worrying about something eight years from now? Why that's going to be low for eight years from now? And, and the point is, like, what if you have a, a World Series or two by then? Why do you care? It's not because, our money. I don't because care. It's Philly. We always have to be negative about something. It's like, can you imagine sitting in your mom's basement right now, like Lily going on Twitter and saying, oh, I can't can't wait to pay these two dudes in eight years, $50 million total. Are you kidding me? Like, that's what you're worried about after signing after signing probably the second biggest name that was available this offseason besides Aaron Judge which you knew you weren't going to get anyway, but you said, all right, well, I'll go get the next best guy, which was Trey Turner. And it fills a need at a position mm-hmm. that you haven't had since Jimmy. And at less than 30 million a year. Yeah. Like, like why, why is that something you're complaining about? I don't understand it. No. I mean, if he, if he was 34 and he signed like an eight year deal, I'd be like, yeah, oh, yeah that's kind of, that's going to be an issue, <laughs> but, but that's just not where we're at. That's just no, 27 million a year. I'm fine paying this yeah. dude till he's 40. If he even make like he, yeah. he can retire at, at 38, 39 and you're all like, it's, so it's not a big deal to me. It wasn't a big deal. Yeah. Um, if it was like, again, now if you're paying him 35 a year, yes, I would be a right. little annoyed. Okay. But at 27, yeah. it's well worth it. Mm-hmm. And again, you can trade these guys. They have to just wave that no trade clause. Exactly. They yeah. all say, oh, no opt-outs, no trade clause. Yes, there is a trade if they yeah. agree to do it. Like, mm-hmm. stop. Like, just you're making up narratives you that just, aren't they, there. We just can't trade him without his consent. Pretty much what it is. He's like, oh, you've been traded. That That can happen. But they could, they, you know, five years from now, they can go to him and be like, listen, we can't pay you. Uh, we'd like to trade you. What team would you like to try to go to? Mm-hmm. Like they did with uh, a lot of those guys at, at from the World Series team. They exactly. were asking them where they wanted to go. Give me a list of, of teams that you want to go to, and we'll do our best. What to, happened to get with you. Uh, Stanton? Yeah. He had a full no trade clause, and they, the Marlins are like, "Oh, listen, we're going to trade you because we don't care about winning." And he was like, "Send me to the Yankees." <laughs> of course, it, was, it, it helped. Was, that, it did help that Jeter was their pre- or yeah. whatever he was at that time. Jeter's like, yeah, it was it was between the Dodgers and the Yankees, and we knew he was going to New York the whole time. Oh, ridiculous. All right, I'm well, glad Judge went back to New York, honestly. Yeah, we're going to talk right about move. that. Yeah, let's yeah. we'll talk about that right after. Um, all right, guys, you guys were just talking about Aaron Judge right before we went to the ad there. How pretty cool is it, man, that we're going to be able to see, you know, 11 years ago to the day, literally December 7th, 11 years ago, Albert Pujols left St. Louis to go to the angels and basically ruined the second half of his career. Yes. <laughs> this time around, <laughs> it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. You know, that this, this dude, he's staying with the Yankees. He's going to be the captain. They're going to name him the captain. Um, you know, he's well on his way and getting that number 99 retired in center field being an all time Yankee. Um, Jay, I'll start with you. How, and then we'll go to Dean. Cause Dean is, uh, a Yankee fan loves Aaron Judge, so I'll get I'll let him go on last there. Um, well, Aaron Judge, I wouldn't say I'm a Yankee. Fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jay, your 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 opinion, man, on the the whole Judge situation, how he is ending up uh, where he belongs, as Brad Pitt, as Billy Bean would say. How can you not be romantic about baseball? <laughs> That's true. I, it, it was too perfect. Like you can't. I think that we. You know, we beat this drum a lot since we've been talking about the judge thing. The dude just broke Roger Maris's record in a season where the Yankees said, Hey, here's what we think you're worth. And he just went out and said, Hold my cup or whatever you hold, hold it. <laughs> and he near damn near had a triple crown, mm-hmm. broke the American League record for home runs in a single season, just, just straight dominated. So to me, there's nothing – there's no other team that 
yeah, you could have signed somewhere else for more money, but are you really going to be playing for a franchise as historic as the Yankees? Mm-hmm. No, there's no other team. There's nowhere you could have went to really get the notoriety. You see new Yankees hats all over the world. Yeah. So Ooh. just the franchise, the pinstripes, <laughs> the number 99 is just so synonymous with the Yankees now. Yep. He, he ha- there's, it it would have been terrible. And like you said, like Albert Pujol signing in Anaheim, it really kind of, it hurt. When you're, if you're a baseball fan, that that hurt. So seeing Judge and Judge is not on the Pujols level yet, but the dude is etching out a, a great Hall of Fame career, mm-hmm. and to see him pretty much locked up in New York for the rest of his career, it's going to be fun to watch. Whether you're a Yankees fan or not, if you if you like baseball, if you enjoy baseball, if you kind of get jazzed up about that kind of thing, I like watching guys play because it's very rare these days to see mm-hmm. a guy play his full career in one in one city. So to really go out and test the market and be like, no, we're we're gonna be a Yankee for life. Um, it was it was great for him, and it was smart for the organization to to pony up and, and give him the big butts, which big bucks, which you knew the Steinbrenners and would do. <laughs> and butts, he's gonna get a lot of them in New York. Um, but but you knew the franchise, you, you they had to do it. You can't. The PR nightmare they would have went through if they would have let Judge walk would have been terrible, I believe. So at the end of the day, they had to do everything they could to make sure 99 was in right field opening day next year. So mm-hmm. I, it had to happen, and I'm glad it did. Yeah. Uh, Dean? I'm glad it did, too. Uh, I mean, you know, the Giants are a pretty historic franchise, too, but, um, you know, they haven't really done anything in the past uh <clears throat> what was their last World Series? Uh, Fifteen. So we're t- you know we're looking at seven years, and they've been pretty abysmal outside of last season. Not this season that just passed, the season prior, two thousand one, um, two thousand twenty one. I'm sorry. So I-, I think this was the right move by him to um, cement his legacy. Like I've said before, I've said it on pretty much every show we've talked about it that I've been on. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. <laughs> Um, and um, he's getting choked up, everybody. Yeah, no, no, you're distracting (laughs) me (laughs) because I was like, "What did I send you guys?" Um, (laughs) So, uh, yeah, no, it's it's like 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 I've said before, you come up to the Yankees and you don't leave the Yankees. You know what I mean? For sure, you don't go play for the Mariners. You don't go Mm -hmm. play for the Giants or the Reds. You know what I mean? You don't pull a pool holes in the Griffey and throw your career away with Mm -hmm. dead franchises. You know yeah. what I mean? Even though the like, the Giants have had re- more recent success than the other two, but you're not going to challenge for a World Series every year in San Francisco. I mean, you got to try to be better than two other teams in your division first before yeah. even making the playoffs. So, mm-hmm. um, he he did the right thing. He did he did the right thing. Uh, I, I for a second when when we saw the John Heyman t- uh, tweet about arson uh, judge. I was like, <laughs> and, and Coke Hamels. <laughs> um, Love me some but, Coke Hamels. Was such a good player. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Um, he, I was like, I was like, I was like shocked. I was like, no way. Like this isn't real. There's yeah. no way that the mm-hmm. Yankees didn't offer him a deal, especially after they just extended Cashman. You know, what I mean, that's you know. Yeah. So, and you that said that. A, I mean, you brought that yeah. up. I thought it was very fishy that they announced that they had extended Cashman mm-hmm. before, be, like in right in the beginning of the of the, the winter meetings. It's like okay, something happened. We've and extended it, Brian it, Cashman, and Judge is gone. Yeah, that, that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> no, Aaron mm-hmm. Judge was gone. You know what I mean? No. So um, him him getting extended was basically the telltale sign that yep, we got we we kept Judge. So yeah, I, for I think sure. he could have left. I think if the if the Yankees were just like, listen, we we're not going to pay that money to you. I absolutely think he would have be a giant. I think it would have happened. I think there was a, I think there could have been a moment where the Yankees like, okay, do we sink forty million dollars into one player? You know, there are other needs we need, um, but they did it, and it's just, it was the right thing to do. I'm happy, absolutely. happy, ha- happy. He's not moving. Um, you know, because mm-hmm. I like Aaron Judge. I, I want to yeah. see him go. I, you know, I want to see his number retired as the Yankee not as. I don't want him to become Albert Pujols and Gary yeah. Now, gr- gr- different. 
Griffey's body was already starting to slowly break yeah. down at that point. Mm-hmm. So like his there was a different part of his career, but, but Pujols still, was coming off like twelve years of being yeah. dominant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think he had won the MVP, and then he went to Anaheim. I think, I think you're you're right off. I, I could be I'll wrong. That up. I, who knows? I mean, it was Albert Pujols. Any of those seasons could have been MVP. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> Realistically, so, he could have won I mean, like seven. He he <laughs> had he had not the greatest of averages in Anaheim, and he still I think is like a two ninety nine hitter for his career. Like that's how ridiculous his averages were in St. Louis. So before he went to the Angels, he finished runner up in the MVP. Okay. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Was that 2010? That was 2010. Was that Buster Posey? I think it was. Let me look. 2010 might have been Buster Posey. I'm going to look. Let's see. That was Joey Votto. Jesus. Joey Votto. (laughs) How'd that guy get an MVP? Yeah. Gee, God. Um, But that's what it was for me. Like, I didn't want to see him go to a team where he was just going to be Mike Trout. And he's just going to wallow in mediocrity for his whole career. He'll pull ridiculous numbers up, but he'll never even touch the playoffs. Right, right. Um, all right, guys. This uh, this show is brought to you guys to you by SeatGeek. Head over to SeatGeek.com and use our code on the bump for twenty dollars off your very first ticket purchase. Again, SeatGeek.com. Use our code on the bump for twenty dollars off your first ticket purchase. All right, let's talk about our Christmas giveaway before we talk about Trey Turner a little bit. Um, if you guys head over to On the Bump Podcast on Instagram, uh, we posted this today. It's our very first uh, Christmas giveaway. Uh, we're going to be giving out a $25 Amazon gift card to the winner who will be announced uh, on Christmas morning. Uh, to be entered in the drawing, it's pretty simple. It's three things. One, just like the post. Okay, that's one. Two, tag a friend. Go in the comment section, tag a friend. I don't care who it is, how many times you do it, how many friends you do it. Uh, it's all good. Uh, and then share the post and tag us when you share it. Uh, again, $25 gift card uh, to Amazon to the winner that will be announced on Christmas morning. Head over to On The Bump Podcast on Instagram. So very excited for that. Jason even uh, gave me some blockbuster news in terms of what he's going to be doing for future giveaways. I won't talk about it here, but he's got he's got balls to be doing uh, something like that. We love our fans. Yeah, the fans speaking that we of, have or the listen, we love them. So, yeah. you know. is it uh, is it ball is it ball deodorant? Well, speaking. All right, guys, let's talk about uh, uh, Trey Turner. <laughs> I love reading these ads. Um, talking about Trey Turner here. Look, and I, I was listening to Ruben Amaro uh, in a podcast with Jim Salisbury about half hour before we recorded this. I uh, just wanted to see if there's any updates there. And they were talking about where to put Trey Turner in the lineup. And that's going to be a hot topic between now and probably opening day. And I know this is going to drive Jason absolutely crazy. I mean, he's yawning right now, but now he's probably going to wake up because I'm going to mention the name Kyle Schwarber. So he's going to get a huge hard on for this guy. Um, <laughs> he wants us to bring back Tommy Joseph. That's, he that's does. He, he needs does. Tommy Joseph. Um, so here's here's the uh, the thing. I think once Bryce Harper gets back, Trey should be in the two hole because you don't want that lefty lefty right off the bat there. So if, if I'm, if I'm the Phillies, I think for the first couple months, you might try Schwerber Turner um, or Turner Schwerber. You're going to have to do one of the two. I think Schwerber hit 46 home runs and almost hundred RBIs at the leadoff spot. I'm not sure you can just throw him. And and one, what people also might not know is that Schwarber requested to be leadoff. He loved, he likes batting leadoff. He likes the pressure. He likes being in that spot. Um, so I think he hasn't done anything to not earn the the opportunity to do it again. But man, Your on base percentage is like 302. That's exactly why you don't do it. I get it, but he still pro- he produced. Like, that's the thing he produced. I will say opening day might have been the only time I ever cheered for him. Well, at home, he cut a couple runs of postseason. But opening day, being there and watching him hit on that leadoff bomb on opening day, like it was first pitch, was pretty amazing. I will yeah. say that. I was yeah. happy about that. So if you're asking me, I mean, this is my podcast, so I'm going to ask myself. So if you're asking me what I'm go- what I would do, 
I would bat Trey Turner leadoff, hands down. I mean, I I think they're going to mess around with it until Harper gets back uh, because I, I really do think that once Bryce is back, I don't know how you can do – I mean, you can do it, but it's odd to have your two and three be lefty-lefty. So you have to – then I, that's where you ha- you run into that issue where, well, you throw Schwarber at one, you got Turner – you got Turner coming in at two, and then there you go. Your run producer, your best hitters in three hole. There you go. Turner gets driven in by Bryce all, every night, and that's See, kind of the goal there. If that's if that's the theory, if, if you're telling me Schwarber's going to be either one or two, to me at that point it doesn't. If if you're moving Schwarber down, I think, I realistically, it's tough to like you said, it's tough to put him at four. Because you don't want to have Harper Schwerber. You can't, you really don't want to have lefty lefty. Right. Five to me is to me, five is really good. But you're going to lose, like you said, a lot of the latent games, the extra at bat, probably if you do that. Mm-hmm. But if you're saying it's one or two, I guess at that point, uh, I'll be okay because my, he's going to hit the home runs. But now you still, even if he does strike out, you have a guy that is going to get on base for everyone else. This season, it was tough because you're two in. Outside of Bryce at three, it was you really weren't getting people there for production. So if, if my options one or two, I'll suck it up because I know Turner's still coming up in two. But I just it's hard to waste all of those home runs as solo shots to me. And I it's yeah. when the name of the game is to put up more runs than everybody else. If you're only putting up more than half your home runs, you're only putting up one run instead of three or four runs. Right. That that's a lot of runs over a season that you're losing because of that. I agree. But then that's where I said to you before, as you're at that leadoff hitter after that very first step out of the game, he cannot control mm-hmm. if those seven, eight, nine guys can't get on base. I was just about to say that. Like, I mean, he's, he's only the lead. He's only the leadoff hitter for the first at bat of the game. Right. You yeah, know? but at that so, point, you want him to have the best shot to get drive runs in. Like well, Chris yeah. just said, you can't control 7, 8, 9, or generally 99.9% of the time are your worst hitters <laughs> right. on the team. So now but, you're giving him less opportunities to drive in runs because you have him at the leadoff spot. No, I totally get it. And I would prefer him to not be in the leadoff spot. Like I would, I would prefer that. I'm okay with it because I look at it this way. Well, if it's not Turner, who is what I would put in the leadoff, I think he, is, he, he gets on base way too much to not be a leadoff. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, after, again, we are still a – just coming off of last season, we're still a very top-heavy team in this lineup. It's, you know, our one, two, three, and four hitters um, – are our best hitters you know yep. it's it's you know schwarber turner bryce and jt mm-hmm. we have no idea what nick castanos we're gonna get and the rest you know second year for stott brandon marsh can't hit a high heat and reese is the streakiest hitter in baseball so it's it's gonna be one of the two um i mean i would like i said i would prefer turner like in a perfect world schwarber is my cleanup guy cleanup guy because those guys in front of him are always going to get on base, but um, it's just, it's that's tough because I, yeah. I think so. If I'm making the lineup right now, it's opening day. So you don't have Harper, obviously. Mm-hmm. I'm going Turner. Uh, I'm probably going Turner, Schwarber, Real Muto, um, Hoskins, Castellanos. Mm-hmm. And then probably Boom would be next, and then you yeah, would go uh, Stott, then Segura, then then Segura, Stott, and then Marsh. The good thing about this is we do have time to see. Oh yeah, you have, all spring tra- you have all spring training. So I'm not like I'm saying thinking regular season. To me, the best can you. I'm looking at till Harper gets back. I'm I'll I'm okay playing with the lineup for about you know, two or three months. Cause I think no matter where you put those guys, they're still going to, they're who they are. So they're going to get their heads. They're yeah. going to do their thing. I, in that scenario, I really think if you do Turner, then it, this may not be the best that people might not. I would do Harper too, to get him more at bats. Then you can go JT or Bohm 
And then depending on the – and this is the good thing. If Nick has a, a 2019 to 2020 season, Nick, you can put him three. Then you could put Schwarber four. I think Baum – if Baum has his, like, his rookie season last year, he really improved. You can put him at the five, and then you, there's so many ways you can play around with it. But I think Harper two and Schwarber four, when everybody's healthy, to me, makes the most sense because – Schwarber is going to hit bombs and you can have other people if people are hitting well behind them. And then you get Harper more at bats throughout the season, who mm -hmm. is a guy that's going to get on base. So now you have your top two guys, Turner can steal and Harper's getting on base. So that is going to produce, I feel so many more runs just because one and two are now getting on base at nearly a 350 clip. So yeah. you're going to have much more run production. Look in my perfect world, once Bryce gets back, I mean, this is just right now I'm talking. Things can change between April and June. My perfect top four, how I think it should be in my brain, is Turner, Harper, Real Muto, Schwarber, Hoskins. I, I, have, I want Bryce in that two-hole so bad when he gets back mm -hmm. with Trey Turner. Trey, who averages 30 doubles a year. You're almost, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna hypothetically throw out a number. If you have Turner at one and Bryce at two, you're basically at like a fifty percent chance at get, going up one nothing by the time your three hole hitter is up. Because if Bryce just gets a single, Turner's scoring. I mean, it's just yeah. like that. Bada bing, boom, one nothing Phillies and JT's up with Bryce at first base or second base. Mm -hmm. Um, I just feel like it is so dynamic to have your three best hitters at your top three like that. And all three of them can almost be interchangeable because I think JT could hit in the two hole too. But mm -hmm. I still think that top three, when it gets to June and Bryce is back, should be Turner, Harper, and Real Muto. I just looked it up. So of the 46 home runs that Kyle Schwarber hit this year, five of them were in the first inning. <laughs> so... There goes your argument, Jay. No, but to me, not it's not even the first inning. It's how many times, how many of them are actually solo because your your back end of your lineup's not doing anything. So I, I do think, sure, to me, no, I, I agree with that. But I, I mean, you kept, I think you kept arguing with leadoff, leadoff, well, leadoff because that, that's those are his leadoff. Well, also well, a leadoff okay. hitter can also be at the top of the fifth inning too. You know what I mean? I don't so. want to say lead. Okay, leadoff hitter to me, you're where he's at. To me, I want my forty nine home runs. I want sure. it. Three, four, five. That's why I, I, I completely him. agree. I completely agree. But yes, I really do. Believe, technically, number one only gets up. Realistically, he could only get up one time a game. In yeah, because in, in a perfect world, I want Kyle Schwarber hitting forty-six home runs with one to three people. Four. Oh my one God, four if he's a, on base, if every, that lineup, hit, you know, no matter what, because three, I think three is interchangeable. You could put depending on the season, you could have Nick Bohm or JT in that spot. So you just. Oh, and you have Schwarber at five. The dude, if he hit, this, if he has that, he's probably going to drop in home runs. I'm assuming. Dude could probably get 130, 140 RBIs this season with that lineup, even with Harper missing half a year. So last season, Schwarber played 17 games, batting sixth, and he hit 260 with a 430 on base Ooh. clip. And them down, move them down. I mean that's. I mean, including 14 walks. So that's um, that's pretty telling to me. Um, so, like, what was his average at at the one hole? Two nineteen, one eighty eight. He hit fifth. He hit two forty, batting fifth. He hit two eighty six in two games, batting seventh. But that's not going to mm. happen. But uh, overall, no, other I, than I so, think when everybody's healthy, he should be. He should be fourth. I, yeah. I, I do agree with that. I'm not. I, I don't think your argument is ridiculous, Jay. I just, you know, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world if he is the no. Leader, to me, it's not what like, I would prefer either. Like I'm Chris said, I want my if it's, guy to be a leadoff guy. If you're you going to be I, Trey or Kyle at that point, I, it doesn't really matter much because Kyle Kyle is, is not a really an on base guy. He's he's there to hit home runs. Okay, mm. so Trey, I I want I do want Trey up most times. Without anybody, and I know it's only like you said, only a lead off really once. But I want him lead getting nobody on base. I want him to be able to steal bases, 
on him to be able to do what he does best, and that's get on base and make sure he's a run producer mm-hmm. with his feet. He can he's a doubles guy. He can hit home runs, but I want him leading off, and I want Schwarber hitting bombs with two or three guys on every time. Mm-hmm. It would be I, great. No, no I, I and I agree. Look, the, ultimately, what do you think Thompson's going to do though? He's probably going to hit um, Schwarber one. No, I think he's going to hit Turner one. I think he messes around with it for the first two three months. I don't. I yeah, think it's I mean, going to be very. To. I think yeah, you have to because I mean, if again we talked about this when they signed Turner on our on our last episode, Turner is a leadoff hitter has um which is fifty eight percent of his career so far is hitting three eleven, yeah. but in that two and three hole he's at three oh seven and three oh five respectively. So he can hit anywhere you put him in Ooh. that top three. And that that team I, at this point I do believe they're too good to not make the playoffs, even if they kind of try try to mess around in the beginning of the season to see what works best. Yeah, and you're not, like, messing around with, you know, new players or a new lineup. Like, these are dudes that have proven they can produce in either of those spots. Exactly. Um, I Look, and I don't think Schwarber's going to hit 215 again. I don't. I just don't see it. Um, He's a, isn't he, like, a career 218 guy, though, isn't he? Maybe. I'll have to so, – I'm looking at it now. He's a career, yeah, two, uh, 233. Okay. You were so way he's not off, a fall, dude. Yeah, not that, but <laughs> but he's he's a very he's a low average guy. So he's he is what he is, which I'm okay with. I'm but 49. You can't really argue 49 home runs, even though yeah. I tried to do it all last year. Yeah, they try, tried hard. I just don't, and I think everybody just feels the same way. But if it gets us a World Series, you know to, what? I'll admit I was wrong. To be honest, season. I would love. 2021 Kyle Schwarber 113 games 32 home runs 71 RBIs he hit 266 hell to be honest with you I'll take 2019 Kyle Schwarber 155 games 38 and 92 and he hit 250 that's I mean that's 70 walks that's Mm. fine for me you know I'm not I can't I can't have 200 strikeouts again this is ridiculous yeah I can't have I can't have 200 strikeouts I'm okay with the 200 strikeouts if you're giving me a 250 average his career by the way if he's giving me the 250 average, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, I don't think 250, he can get the 250 with 200 home runs. It's crazy. He, he had, uh, not only did he have the most strikeouts of his career this past year, he also had the most walks in his career. Yeah. He had 86 walks. Um, and the most home runs of his career. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 38 was his previous highest. So and that was in 2019. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he, he – he had a other than that batting average, man. I mean, yeah, he struck out a lot, but I mean, there it's, so hard, it's than, hard to beat 46 and 94 at the leadoff spot. Other than his terrible defense, his terrible batting average, his terrible on base percentage, his massive amount of how many games did he lose he did defensively? Okay? Come on, he was one of the worst rated outfielders. So, I'm like, I'm just saying, well, other he, than those seven things that you really need, he did okay. I think, uh, I think your boy Reese Austin costs us more games that he defensively <laughs> than, than Schwarber did. He's not my boy. He's terrible. I'll agree. That dude cannot play yeah. a lick of defense. Hey, you know what? Well, instead of worrying about Kyle Schwarber so much, you actually produce for this year. Why don't you have a talk with your boy, uh, little Dick Nick, and it, you yeah, have to swing and it falls three feet off the plate. Oh, you know, well, that, this <laughs> offense, this offense is it, it's he's got to he's got to pull his weight to and look, whatever I'll, you know whatever the issue was. You can't have a, him be. Useless again. This is a a big thing, and we kind of got off topic, which is fine. I don't really, I don't care. But um, <laughs> th- we were talking about this during on the text thread. How this is a massive year upcoming for the Phillies from a money standpoint, and Nick Castellanos, because after the next season, the Phillies got to pay Aaron Nola, and if they don't, I mean, if they don't get rid of a guy, if they don't trade a Nick Castellanos or a Kyle Schwarber. I really don't know what they're going to do. I mean, unless Middleton is okay being, I'm not, I'm not saying he's the Mets. The Mets are going to have a $300 million payroll. I mean, they're going to be paying like $90 million in like luxury tax fines, but he doesn't care. The, the, the Phillies have to figure out if Nick Castellanos gets back to his normal form, Jay, you can't just trade him because you're going to need that to try to win a road series. You can't get rid of a guy that's a normally a 285, 290 hitter just mm-hmm. to pay Aaron Nola. You can't, oh, you can't I, do that. 
I think, like you said, I, to me, and I think I, we stated this in the thread, I think it's two guys. You're looking yeah. at Nick and Kyle this year. Absolutely. But the other thing is, and because I think lot, Kyle's untouchable, to be honest. He may yeah, I don't be. see I don't I don't see him getting traded. But they, they the love him is, in that locker room. Yeah, he's like it's like him, JT, and Bryce are like they're basically the leaders of that team. Yeah. But so Kyle, I think the big thing here I'm looking at too, when you're looking at can you resign, and I, I you're probably going to want to resign him, but Wheeler only has he has two years left. Oh so after this season, you have to make a decision too. Because depending on if you bring back Nola, will deter might probably determine too how much yeah. you can go after Wheeler in that yeah. as well. Because Wheeler's contract's coming up, so a lot of these and he's turning big contracts, thirty-three in May. Yeah, he'll be thirty-five. He'll be going to his thirty-five season, I think, when he's up. So mm-hmm. a lot of these big contracts now are it, it's. I really they're in a they have a window here, and I know a lot of them are song long signed long term, but a lot of key guys, and I know you know Reese's we banged on Reese a lot banged on Nola some. Mm-hmm. Those are guys that are key pieces that you're going to have to make real big decisions on coming up. And like Wheeler's up in, in, in two years. These are some some hard decisions. Some of these mm-hmm. guys are going to have to they're going to have to let walk because you can't afford everyone. Wheeler's contract is so favorable to the Phillies though. I mean he's oh, he's make he's making 24 and a half this year and then 23 and a half in his final year. Like Man, that's favorable. He's going to deserve. He deserves a bump. The way he's pitched in Philly, he deserves a raise. So you just can't pay him all. It sucks, isn't like the NFL where you can't just restructure everybody. Yeah, I mean, you know, they could let uh, they could let a clown like Aaron Nola go and sign a guy like Julio Urias. I would be a hundred percent okay. Of course you would. I love. (laughs) They will both be uh, free agents after next season. Oh, the, I mean, the pitching, I, the pitching pool for them is not like the worst. You know what I mean? Julio is going to command a bring in a contract in, uh, to Nola, though. Sure, sure he will. Yeah, I mean, but, we could bring in a 38-year-old Hugh Darvish. I will say this, Herman, though. Jay, do you think <laughs> Do you think that them deciding to keep or move on from a Wheeler or a Nola will have a lot to do with how Abel and Painter do? I, that's why I caught you. Really I think Painter is a big deal I think there. Painter's a guy. Yeah. My, yeah. Minor league pitcher of the year. You have to bring them up. And I, and I think now there's much less pressure this season to mm-hmm. bring them up. Now that you have Tijuana Walker, you have Rangers going to be your four, the five you can kind of play with. So I yeah. think they do play with them. Cause especially if, if Nola's up this year, you got to see what you have in the kids yeah. to, if you can let them walk. And I think yeah. he, that'll be more of a, if you let Wheeler walk, I don't think they're going to judge one season to let Nola go off of these guys, but I think you're going to see them this year and it's going to be big, how they play with what they do with pitching in the next few years. Right. And it, it and depends it, on what Nola wants too. I mean, right now he's only making, I think we're 13 or 16 million a year. Which is mm-hmm. really favorable. This is why you know. This is why they picked up his contract this year. But yeah, um, I think if he might just turn around and be like, "Listen, I love playing here. Give me like twenty million a year." Mm. Who? Who? Nola. Yeah, not yeah. happening. I don't think it's yeah. going to be. I, his I would own, love if he did. He's going to be in his thirties, and it's his only chance to get paid. So he's gonna. Yeah, he's, he's he's gonna. I, well, he's gonna I think a minimum. Tw- I think minimum twenty-five. I leave, so to be honest, leave, if he but, says twenty-five, then the Phillies are getting a deal. I yeah. mean, that's just the way the market is. He I mean, also has. I, I personally think he needs to really prove that he is worth more than like I agree. twenty twenty five million a year. Like, what he has, has he really done? What one? When he has one not second team, team, second team yeah. all NBA or not all NBA, NBA. All, all MLB. NBA. Wow. He was fourth <laughs> in Cy Young. He's a guy. He's shown us. He's had multiple, get, and I get he wasn't the winner of the Cy Young. He's had multiple Cy Young candidate seasons where he's gotten votes. If T. Juan Walker can get 17 and Hul and Taeyong can get like third, what do you get? 14, 15. What's his name? Uh, Nola definitely deserves 25. Uh, 10. He's de- that he is that much better than those guys. So I I look again. People know my my feeling on Nola, but I'm still going to be a realist when it comes to what the market is. Um. So if Taewon's getting 17 and three quarters a year. At 30 years old, you know, Nola's going to get at least 27, 28, because that's I'm just the way that, 
That's the I'm start. Thirty-eight year old you, Darvish. <laughs> <laughs> the, and, what's, <laughs> and what's a big deal here is Andrew Painter's a big deal. He's going to be twenty years old. He threw the most innings of his life this past season, one hundred and three innings. Um, and as that fifth starter, you know that that gives the Phillies leeway to get him probably one hundred and fifteen innings this season because that fifth starter you can give him an extra day off here and there. You can throw in Falter, you can throw in anybody and give Painter an extra day off or two or two here. So you don't overextend him as a 20 year old rookie. Yeah. Um, but I, if he comes in, you know, he was the, you know, minor league player of the year. If he can come in here and pitch, you know, he had a two, you know, a two seventeen ERA this past season. I'm not expecting him to come into major league baseball at 20 and throw a two seventeen. but if he can come in and show that he's everything that he's hyped up to be, it's going to make, the decision a little easier in the next couple of years in terms of Nola or Wheeler. Um, so who, who knows really? I mean, a, a, again, I'm not going to, you know, count my chickens before they hatch here. I still want to see what Nick Castellanos can do. Um, that's I'm hopeful that he's going to return the form. I'm hoping he finds some kind of, you know, passion for baseball again in the off season to make him give a damn. You know, you would think a five-year, hundred million-dollar contract would make you care a little bit, and then go into the World Series. But uh, we'll see but, if if it's looking bad again come June or July. I definitely can see them trying to move Castellanos. Um, to, you know to why I believe clear in Nick, space. You know, why I believe in him because that's why? how he feeds his family. Okay? Yeah, well, that's they, how they, he that was a hungry family. group for the majority of the season. <laughs> um, I mean, real, real hungry. Um, all right. This show is brought to you by SeatGeek. Head over to SeatGeek.com right now. Use our code on the bump for $20 off your very first ticket purchase. Um, this was a lot of fun, boys. Just to let everybody know, there was a pretty big contract that was gave, given out a couple hours ago by the uh, Boston Red Sox. The uh, Japanese uh, outfielder, Masataka Yoshida, and the Red Sox agreed on a five-year contract worth more than a hundred million dollars. Well, the, the base of the contract was worth 85, but there's a posting fee that goes out to the Oryx Buffaloes, which was in the $15 million range. Um, the 29 year old, he's, he's just an on base machine. He led the Nippon uh, professional baseball and OPS the last two years. Uh, he had just 41 strikeouts and 508 plate appearances and 80 walks. Um, Where she came here. Yeah. Right. And Jay and I were talking before you hopped on. It's like the Phillies just will never get into that Japanese market, and I don't know why. They don't get into yeah. any international market ever. <laughs> I, I mean, they're, they'll go after a guy named Coke Hamels before they'll go after <laughs> a guy named Masataka Yoshida. <laughs> they um, paid Jalen Ortiz signed, $4 million. Uh, <laughs> Red Sox and he's signed, the, um, who he is. Kenley Jensen, too. Yeah. Yeah, another another. I, I forgot. I cannot believe I forgot that Kenley Jensen was thirty five years old. Yeah, he's um, been in league for a long time. By the way, guys, Coke Hamels is trending in the United States on Twitter. <laughs> is he really? It, it is. It Dude, is trending. It was so great because they went on Heyman's Twitter and he read as soon as he fixed it, it was just Coke going. Wait, down like, the you, line. He's got to know that. Why even fix it? Now, but though. why fix it? Like, yeah. <laughs> you're all just leave it there for fun. Right. Exactly. It's got to be intentional at this point because he's done it too much over the last few days. Unless he's <laughs> yeah, just trying to up, get uh, this news out quick. Give it up, Cole. <laughs> Cruise over. Um, all right. Before we get out of here, I want to let everybody know again, we're doing a Christmas giveaway on the Bump Podcast on Instagram. $25 gift card to uh, Amazon. Just go on there, like the post, tag a friend, share the post, um, and tag us in that post. And you guys, we will announce a winner on Christmas morning on our Instagram page and our, our personal Facebook. So if you want to look us up by name on Facebook, go right ahead and we're there. Um, all we do is basically talk about this show anyway. So it's basically the same thing. You won't find because uh, every other week, Dean has to create a new profile because he gets banned every week doing no, something I just else. No, I just have a super private account. So you won't <laughs> find me if you look me up. <laughs>
Um, all right. This has been the On the Bump podcast. Uh, any last words, Jason and Dean, before we head out of here that you guys want to talk about? No. Nope. I'm good. No. It's all been right. a great show. I'm really excited. Yeah, Jason, it's you got to shave, dude. Well, what do you think <laughs> I'll be shaving with, sir? Oh, good. My man. Good. Manscaped. Just, yeah, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I tried I mean, some I'll shave, other bummy. I'll shave my balls, but I'm not shaving my face. Though. My man. Well, I I tried a, a bummy razor the other day, and it, it did not work out for me. That's why I look Listen, terrible right now. It's all good. Head over to manscaped.com. Lawnmower 4.0, guys. It's a trimmer for your groin and body <laughs> grooming. So definitely check that out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm Chrissy Francesco. That's Jason Kent and Dean Holtzapple, and we we hope you guys have a great rest of your week and weekend. Uh, we will see you back here Sunday for our normal show. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, hopefully by then, you know, we have a couple more free agent signings. So we have more to talk about, but this weekend um, we will be doing our top 10 favorite baseball players of all time. Um, A couple weeks ago, we were asked a question of our top five current uh, favorite current players. However, this one will be our top 10 favorites ever. Um, Yeah. Feel free to go to the Instagram page and uh, let us know who yours are if you'd like as well. Yeah, I'll make a I'll make a post for you guys to kind of get involved and we'll see where it goes. But uh, that should be a lot of fun. Uh, Looking forward to doing that. All right. On the bump podcast on Instagram. Have a great rest of your week and weekend, everyone. I'll uh, talk to you guys soon. Have a good one. Bye bye.